Alrighty, guys. Welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio. Ooh. Today, there was a shoot the rather shit. Um, a shoot the shit by me and Tommy. It was a rather... Poignant. Poignant? What, what does that poignant mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, so, there was a, a rather deep chat by me and Tommy talking about um, all things evolution and uh, evolutionary biology <laughs> and a whole bunch of stuff that we know little to nothing about, but yeah. we like to read about it and we like to talk about it. Um, I don't know how else you would explain that show. Yeah, that, that just went down the rabbit hole very fast. Mm. Very, very fast. But I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed it. No, I enjoyed it. Mm. Hopefully you guys do too. So uh, this show is brought to you by True Pride. True Pride are a wealth creation service with uh, working with ambitious individuals oh. and families to worry less, take control and get ahead. We use True Pride, guys. They're freaking great. You guys should use them too. Go to www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF. Book a call with the guys there. See if they can help you out in, uh, in any of your financial needs, whether yes. it's budgeting, saving, um, investing. They do it all. Um, it's at the cost of $97 a month and you can save $600 a month with what me and Tommy are doing right now. But if you call them, you get $297 off the... Wait, they waive it off the, uh, the joining fee, which works really well. That's right. We're also brought to you by Carve. Carver, a company in the Philippines, guys, where I get my VAs from. I have three full-time VAs. Me and Tommy have one for the podcast. Alvin for 40 hours. I have Aaron and mine also for 40 hours each. They run Adventure Travel, basically. I run the grander um, scheme of things when it comes to Adventure Travel. Mm. If you want to upscale your business or get more time back in your life, go to www.carve.ph4.advf. You get 10 hours free. Boom. And Adventure Travel. Check out what we're doing on the website, guys. We've got awesome blogs running through there. We've got all of our trips coming up, all of our podcast stuff, and uh, and everything is on there. So you will love it. Our site looks very fancy as well. We uh, go to www.adventurefittravel.com. Check that out. Here's the, the show. show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it! Yo! Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Where did we come from? Are we alone in the universe? What is the future of the human race? I'm with you if you want to live. I did. Some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. What's going on, mate? Oh, well, I. Uh, uh, hmm, what is going on? What is. Go- it's a nice day out there. Yeah, it's a bloody beautiful day. But it started off being cold. Mm, really that's how cold. days normally do sometimes. Yeah, that's weird though, isn't it's it? It's due to that um there's a thing that happens between the the warmth and the warmth of the day yep. and the warmth of the next day. Which is it's called the night. Yeah, but what is that? Uh, what is that it's really? this black thing? Yeah. This black thing that happens and um sometimes it gets cold, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes bad people come. Um, yep. There's um sometimes it can be really fun. It can be really fun. Yeah. Like when you uh, when you go out I've in had sex the night. in the night sometimes. Really? Yeah. What what's sex like? Seven times or something. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Not in the one night. Oh, right. Yeah. In, all the, in the nights. In all the in nights. In the nights past, yeah. yeah. How many nights do you think you've been... How many nights have... How many days have you been alive for? 
Um, I've been alive for... <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many days. Enough days. So, hang on. You were telling me before that you're, you've retired from weightlifting. Which no, I haven't, wait- from, I haven't from, retired. But all of the listeners know you as the weightlifter. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what are you going to be now? Hi, uh, I'm Bill The. Entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Entrepreneur. That's... um. Well, that's legitimately... I said the other day, I'm like, you know, weightlifting takes up four hours every day of my life, mm. you know, five days a week. It's a lot of work, um, which is cool because I love it and I was taking it pretty seriously. But with EventFit stopping and starting my training and just getting fucked over with like... Mentally, it's hard for me to stay up and about with like being trying to be a competitive weightlifter and mm. give it my best, mm. you know? So that's fine. Um, I don't mind just being like... Uh, a social weightlifter, go down, train, mm. be fit and strong with my mates, hang out with my mates, which I will continue to do. Mm. But for the last um, little while since after nationals, I trained two or three times in the first week after, which is a, that's a very low for me. Then mm. I trained twice. Then the last week I trained once and now it's Friday and I haven't trained this week. Yeah. <laughs> so... And it's, yeah, uh, yeah. If you looked at a graph, that is uh, a straight decline. Yeah, that is but, a straight um, decline. But a I've declination. Been, I've, been, uh, I've been just getting reamed adventure-wise. Like getting I told reamed. you before the show, I got ulcers all in my oh, mouth. Yeah. Well, that's, and- that's, that's a little different. Yeah. You, should, you should get that sorted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much, too much uh, of the sputz. Too much of the chumatz <laughs> manlaf. Um, but um, yeah, so I don't think I'll, uh, oh. I don't think I'll retire, but... I've definitely had a little. I've had a little. Um, a little halt in the uh, in the training. Oh, that's for sure. What? Did you see what Brian Cox put out recently? Um, I did see something on IFL Science. That what article? Was it? What about? He reckons that the reason we haven't um, been in touch with any oh, yeah, intelligent civilizations is because they've all killed themselves, and which is the the sure path that we're on. Thoughts? Um, I don't know that it's the sure path that we're on. I don't know that we're gonna. Hundred percent kill ourselves, kill ourselves and die. No, I don't think that's well, the case. Well, Joe Rogan's the uh, he's made famous for saying that um, for an alien looking at planet Earth right now, we would look like we're cancerous. Like we're just taking away all the green and we're just spreading like wildfire and making it all um, smoky and shitty. We know? would, we would look like that. Mm. Joe Rogan is also famous in saying that he has he still a lot of hope for mankind and this mm. is the the greatest time to be alive. Mm. Which if you look back in history and like obviously we can only go on record books and uh, movies that we see and um, things of that nature. But like think of living in fucking the Middle Ages, man. Mm. Think of the quality of life then. Yeah, but they didn't... That, I mean, the, the planet wasn't dying then. No, but the planet's not dying either. Well, the planet... Like, we well, can do with we, we, are, we are insignificant to the planet. What do you mean? The planet... The planet, what will happen is we'll, we'll um, I don't understand really how it works. So please, <laughs> listeners, make sure you, um, you get stuck right into me after this statement because it's coming from no technical knowledge. And, uh, and, and, uh, but what will happen is the earth will, uh, exactly what will happen. Yeah. The earth will heat up. It'll fuck us right over. Um, the ocean, all the polar ice caps will melt. Somehow that'll result in a massive ice age. We'll all get fucked over and we'll all start again. Really? Yeah. You reckon that? <laughs> That's my hypothesis. No, but but the Earth will just cleanse itself. Yeah, but have you ever heard George Carlin's bit, bit on that? Yeah, you know uh, the Earth yeah. will just fucking sneeze us off and for oh, I do. But so that's, what, that's exactly what I'm saying. So Brian Cox is saying the same thing. So but, we're, we're going to die. But yeah, but I don't think we're all going to die. We can't all die. But how? But what do you mean? Humanity's not going to. We're not. Not every single person on on the planet's going to die. Well, we're pretty resilient. What about the dinosaurs? 
Well, that was from an asteroid, mate. Yeah, but a global... Yeah, but... A, glo- yeah. a global what? Global warming. <laughs> Sore thousandly winds. Yeah, yeah. Global warming um, is going to fuck us right in the kibbutz. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about it to be really, really... I'm uh, pretty sure it's it. dire. It's not y- good. Yeah, but, I mean, is the prediction that we're going to um, end up with global warming that results in us being fucking burnt to a crisp and, and dying in that way? Or is well, it just going to is it going to melt the polar ice caps? It's going to fuck everything. There's going to be lots more droughts. But yeah. then the earth will regenerate itself. There's going to be a lot more natural disasters and all that sort of stuff. But um, I guess... Uh, so you're looking long, long term, aren't you? You're looking, um, you're I just looking think until you look after like, the next ice age. Look at like... Um, I just think that humans will always be evolving. Humans will always be... Up to the challenge. Mm. Well, we say that we've only been around for however long we've been around. Do you know the dinosaurs around sixty-five million years? They were around longer than they've been not around. Yeah, since since us to them. Yeah. Um, but so we've been around fuck all. But we're still we're we've pretty only been around for like two million years. Yeah, we're, we're pretty ingenious little uh, little monkeys. So yeah. I have um, I have faith in us, and I think that the fact that I don't think we'll all die. I think what might happen is we might end up with a hundred thousand humans on the planet. Hundred. But you, we're not going to go down to. All, well, we may, but we, I, I don't know if we're going to go down to zero humans on the actual planet. Well, yeah, you can't... How much do you know about global warming? I know a fair bit. I mean, my dad was literally Al Gore. Okay. So, I mean, you know, so, I mean, I know, you know, <laughs> he's not he's not Al Gore. <laughs> the, uh, no, but that whole documentary was talking about how, you know, when all those carbon emissions are released into the atmosphere, it creates like a bubble around around the earth, and then all of the the light that's... that's um, that's come from the sun gets trapped in here and just glo- and just increases the temperature of the earth and mm-hmm. obviously exponentially going up, going up, the more CO2 we release in the air. And um, global warming is going to keep going. So I don't know. I don't know how you got to the ice age. How are we going to get into an ice age? I'm well, just going to get hotter and hotter and hotter. Yeah. And that's going to become harder for us to live. Yeah, <laughs> this is so unscientific, but <laughs> I believe for some reason yeah. that will result in an ice age. How is that going to result? <laughs> Um, so basically well, we're know. going to get very very hot and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's going to be cold now well, but I don't know why Ice Age has started in the in the past either so um, I, I don't know well, what, hang I, on. what I'm pretty sure we do no we don't you sure well how, how did I the last Ice Age yeah well but that's because the um, so so it got a little bit cold that's the mini Ice Age in the, the mini Ice Age oh no not that, that one you mean the one that Graham Hancock talks about yeah uh, no I'm talking about the, the big dog no, that's well. The big dog was the one that Graham Hancock talks about. <laughs> Ten thousand years ago, thirteen thousand yeah, years ago, uh, twenty twenty thousand. Yeah, whatever. Twenty thousand to thirteen thousand years ago. That was yeah, the yeah, ice yeah. age. Yeah. How did that? Well, you reckon they know how that came about? Well, because um, well, I'm sure they do. I'm sure. No, we, they don't. Yeah, we, we, they don't. Watch this. Look, hang watch on. Watch this. Hey Siri, how did ice ages come about? Surely not. There's a Wikipedia article about ice age. <laughs> Would you like me to read it to you? Yes. Is that genuine? Yes. An ice age is a period of long-term reduction in the temperature of Earth's surface and atmosphere, resulting in the presence or expansion of continental and polar ice sheets and alpine glaciers. Within a long-term ice age, individual pulses of cold climate are termed glacial periods, and intermittent warm periods are called interglacials. Glaciologically, ice age implies the presence of extensive ice sheets in both northern and southern hemispheres. Yeah, but Siri, like you... You're very monotonous. Siri <laughs> <laughs> did well to say uh, glaciologically. He actually, yeah, he did. Here we go. Over long periods of time, the temperature of the Earth alternates between a cold ice age phase and a warm interglacial phase. Very small changes in the Earth's orbit result in only a four degree Celsius 
in the global warm, in the global mean temperature, which can have a very dramatic impact on the Earth system. So basically, what I understand from it is, you get you get minor changes in the in the Earth's temperature, and that'll cause increases in in um, like so more ice or, or less ice. Mm. And basically, when there's more ice, because white light reflects sun, you the sun hits that white light hits that ice because it's so white and then it repels straight mm. straight away. That's why when you go to the, up to Mount Buller or whatever, you get super tan because yeah, all that yeah. sun is hitting you directly yeah, after it hitting sure. the ground. And then... And it keeps it colder too. It keeps it, it colder. It keeps it, it yeah. way colder, yeah. Like wearing a white t-shirt in, on a sunny day rather than if you were a black t-shirt, you're going to be cooking. It's going to be cooking, yeah, heats, exactly. So the, the, more, the more ice there is, as a result of these little um, changes in global temperature because of the change in the Earth's orbit, more and more ice will reflect more and more sun and that'll have a ripple effect and then eventually over long periods of time develop into what we call an ice age. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that we got out of the last ice age, with, which lasted for, like, I think it lasted for millions of years. The big one, the big one, which was like 2 billion years ago, like the big, big ice age when we were just a, we were like Pluto basically. Um, we got out of it because there was some like minor shift in the, in the earth and there was this dormant volcano at the very bottom that just exploded. And then obviously from that exploded, hit the roof and then developed into the next one. But I don't know how we're going to get... <laughs> <laughs> so we had an ice age there. Yeah. Volcano, explode, yeah. volcano explodes, hits the roof and then we had the next one. And then that's what the fuck does that mean? Well, I don't know. I'm not a bloody... I'm not, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, no, go on though. Yeah, and so then... From this one having global temperature, this is like this is the mo- this is like the hottest we've ever been, right? Yeah. We've never had CO two emissions. Well, we may have. I oh, know we haven't. We definitely haven't. <laughs> <laughs> we've never had CO two emissions like this ever before. So well, we would have when the ice age well, when the ice was melting. Well, we, it releases carbon. Yeah, but not this much because we've we've. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, but not. I mean, maybe the dinosaurs used to you know release a few CO twos. Um, <laughs> But uh, I know I do. Ha-ha. <laughs> but yeah, look, I don't know. We, we, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> yeah, look, basically you and I have no idea what we're saying. Nah. But let's, it's interesting. Um, let's move on. Well, what's, Let- your, what's, your, um, what's your prediction for the future of mankind then? What? <laughs> oh, geez, that's a big quit. Like for the next, what, 100 years? Well, you're talking about it's all, we're all going to die off. What, yeah. what did Brian Cox say? Well, he said that we're all going to die off because we're all going to, we're, we're self-destructive, basically. Mm. And that's why we haven't reached any other, because... Once a civilization reaches a certain point um, in advancing, it becomes self-destructive, and we've almost, we've almost already seen that with things like the Cold War and and uh, the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, yeah, exactly the Roman Empire, the fall of uh, the Britain, the British Empire, all that sort of stuff. You just get too greedy, mm. and uh, and then bang, there you go, and that's happened on a very small. But aliens aren't going to work around like us. We're the only. We're the only. Well, not that we know. We're the only species on the planet that work that way. Species on the planet. We're the only species on the planet that work that way. Yeah, but we're also the most intelligent species on the planet. We are, but we are. We, you can't really. It's not. It's, it's not comparing really, apples it's and a, oranges. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent of the, the people that we know about with intelligence that have got, come to the pos- yeah. position that we're in. Yeah, we, but, have, we have no frame of reference. But if you're going, yeah, if you're going for a, if you're doing a, a scientific, <laughs> <laughs> you're going for a, <laughs> you're going for a. <laughs> You go for a scientific study. I don't know. That sounds so dumb. But it, you, you, a sample size of one is not really sufficient. You know what I mean? Yep. You can't really, you can't really, you can't really oh. say that anyone out there is going to fucking work like we work. Yeah, but you can't say they're not. No, nah, it's like Seth Shostak. Seth, Seth Shostak from SETI when we interviewed <laughs> Seth, he, um, he, uh, he said that 
He believes that when we reach anybody outside of uh, outside of us and it's intelligent life out there, that it'll be artificial intelligence. He said, yeah, because but that's, that's okay. Well, it's how the same he, thing as how, Brian how did, Cox because how did he back that up? It's the same. It's the same. It's the same theory that you're giving me from Brian, Brian Cox. You said that. It's the same theory that you're giving me from Brian Cox because no, Brian, Brian and, Cox will say, okay, no, no, yeah, listen, yeah. because because Seth says, okay, so we've been able to send radio waves out for fuck whatever hundred years, mm-hmm. and then now in 150 years, or mm-hmm. like in the next 50, say, so 150 in total. Then we've got artificial intelligence, which mm-hmm. is the, the this is what they're predicting. Obviously, mm-hmm. is the most intelligent being on the planet. That's probably who will send out the waves and who we'll probably be speaking to. Mm. You know, so when you get a species that's been around for two million years, like you say, anatomically modern humans for two hundred thousand mm-hmm. years, and you have um, you have humans or um, biologically um, uh, biological beings, not mm. not artificial inte- mm. um, intelligent computer beings, so. We have out of that two million years, mm. or like two hundred thousand if you count modern humans, we've got a hundred and fifty year window where mm. we became smart enough to send out signals, mm. and then um, robots took over. Mm. So this is what Seth Shostak, who's the lead researcher at SETI Institute, which is the leading, mm. the leading minds in the world for mm. trying to find artificial intelligence. I mean, sorry, um, find extraterrestrial intelligence, and he believes, same as Brian Cox, that everything revolves the way that we've. We we everything revolves here. Mm. Why would you ever think that? It's weird though. Why why pe- the people like well, oh Neil, you know Neil, well, Neil they, Degras- they might not be able to send radio waves to this and that like who the fuck there's but Neil deGrasse Tyson says completely different. Yeah, well that's what I mean. You can't you can't expect that whatever we're trying to find in the in the solar system to respond to us is going to be anything like us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know. Yeah, but like. Well, you just said that you just didn't say that though. You you you're going with the Brian. You're saying the opposite of that, mate. The point you are making is the opposite of the point that I'm making. What point am I making? No, well, no, no, we're not really. But you you're just saying I'm the just Brian saying Cox, that, the yeah. Brian Cox thing is um, the point that he's making is mm. going off the um, going off saying that everything works the way that we work. Oh well, you know? in, in a sense that in a sense that yeah, in a, in a sense that you're not making the point. But yeah, the Brian Cox thing, like in, in a sense that like other. So uh, intelligent beings out there would have a self-destructive nature because yeah. humans have a self-destructive nature. Yeah, that's nature. right. Yeah, that's right. And you can't. Yeah, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, philosophicals in this. And you can't you can't think either one way or the other. It's just the way I see it is that we've we've become more destru- self-destructive um, as we've progressed because we can. We're just we're just we have access to more technology and we can do this and that. I, I feel like we're. I don't really know what I feel like. Is there more? We we don't actually we don't know, and we're not historians either. Mm. But is there more like is there more love and happiness in the world than there used to be? Do you think? I don't think there is. I think there's less because well, there was the whole history of mankind has just been war after war after war after war after war, right? Mm. Like now we have. But before that, I mean, I before like when when we were when when Australia was Indigenous Aboriginals, when America was the Native Indians, when. Europe was whatever, you know. I feel like yeah, there okay. were a lot more tribes that were pre-industrial revolution. Yeah, like they were mm. enlightened and they were, you know. But I'm going to say even before agriculture, so pre-agriculture. Yeah. Well, agriculture fucked it for everyone. Yeah, they really did. It well, because really, some then, people then believe, societies could conform. Yeah, some people think that agriculture. A lot of people that are really smart people think that agriculture fucked it for everyone. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, you, you can have. 
you can have a world where no, you don't have a world where everybody's fucking well fed and everybody's yeah, happy. Well, and everybody, don't. You don't. You, yeah. you have a world that's even more un, even un, worse. Uh, uneven than it used to be. So way more distributed from the, the I mean, I mean, like yeah, there's a bigger gap growing between the the poor and the wealthy. You know, well, agriculture was the first the time that people started to hoard things. Yeah, that's like, right. The first time that there was, you know, there was um, ten. 10, uh, 10 corns in the field where mm. they would feed 10 people or whatever. Yep. And then there became 500 corns in the field. Then the one big person in the tribe would say, okay, so that's, mine. Uh, that's all my corn. You can come to see me and you can do work for me for the corn. Like that's how it all started, agriculture. Societies form. Yeah. And then economics and then all that sort of stuff. But before that, so we So you just think had, we should just be hunter-gatherers? Well, I mean, it it, uh, it would definitely get rid of a lot of the, uh, the uh, mental health issues in the world, I would say. Why do you think mental health issues stem from? I, I really think that society. humans haven't really evolved that much, as much as the technology around us has, and we've had to like grow very, very fast with it. Um, I mean, you have a look at what an iPhone looks like now. Twenty years ago, that would be a, just a thing magic. of fiction. It would be yeah, literally magic. magic. Yeah, mm. and basically, our bodies are still in the idea of. I mean, the way our Digestive system works and the way our, our hormones respond to, to food is based on our um, hunter-gatherer days. And that was ages ago. And we're so far inconceivably away from that now. And yet... Yeah, but, but... Sorry to interject. Yeah, yeah. But before we were hunter-gatherers, mm-hmm. we were apes. Mm-hmm. Before we were chimps. apes... When we were chimps? That's the same <laughs> well, thing. Uh, in the ape family, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we weren't directly chimpanzees. Yeah, chimpanzees that's... and chimps. But we were, we were apes. Yeah. Before apes, we were rodents. Yep. Before rodents, we were sludge. Yep. Before sludge, we were single-celled org- organisms. Well, we, were so the, we, saying, we were in the sea before that. Are you saying that um, that the point that we're getting to now, mm. maybe your point is that we're going too fast and we can't keep up with the change, but evolution is evolution. Yeah, Human but uh, there's two in, different forms of it. I think evolution is evolution. evolution and, 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 well, yeah, and, I think um, this is the first time that we evolution. are literally controlling our evolutionary path. Like, nah, but I disagree. Really? Because we are evolution. Yes. We are natural. The yeah. things we create are natural. Mm. That computer right there is natural. Mm. We put it together. Mm. That's technology. A stick with a sharpened with a sharpened rock on it mm. to cut a coconut is, oh, is yeah. technology. Yeah. Oh, it's that, the same look, thing. That makes sense as well. It's the same but thing. But I think I think I just I just feel like Let me put it this way. Yeah. Five hundred thousand years before fire and before mm. a stick with a sharpened sharpened bit of flint on it to cook uh, to cut up a, open a coconut, five hundred thousand years before that that technology would have looked pretty fucking crazy. Mm. You, think of a, you think of that right now, you think of it as primitive. Mm. Technology now, internet, radio waves, mm. t- um, computers, television, cars, planes, space travel, mm. that's technology. Mm. We created that. Mm. It's nobody, nobody but us created that. That's mm. part of the natural evolution of... Well, that's, that's why like, I had this discussion with, um, with Julie the other day. She's like, uh, we're talking about um, evolution, like evolutionist path. And evolution doesn't have a path. Mm. Evolution res- responds to what's going on around it. Mm. You know, she was talking about like, I wonder when we'll get to like our most evolved, mm. you know, like the end game. But we, no, can't, but we can't get to an end no, game. No, that's right. There yeah. is no end game. We're, yeah. we're, not, we're not better than we used to be. No. We're, just, we're just different. Yeah, we are. And we're learning as we go and then we'll change and we'll become... So- well, then, well, then what I'm saying is that we... Uh, yeah, I'm definitely saying that um, our technology currently is growing at a rate that is too fast for our natural we can't evolutionary... We can't keep up with it. Our natural evolutionary body because that's why we're seeing things like 
far more stress and anxiety and depression and all that sort of shit in the Western world because our body is made um, to still fend ourselves from that bear in the cave, fight or flight, all that sort of thing. When uh, we're getting those sort of responses from things like, you know, um, social social scenarios, uh, alarms on phones, and social and like you know things where we just nervous at a dinner party, yeah, getting nervous at a dinner party and stuff. And so maybe in a you know when the next evolutionary thing takes place or when it slowly evolves, we'll uh, we'll start to get more anxious and fat and hunched over um, on the computer and all that sort of stuff. And by that stage, technology would have evolved even more where we may need our body now. Alrighty, guys, just a quick break uh, in between to, to thank our sponsors. So today we're sponsored by um, True Pride. So Tommy's been working with True Pride. So have I. I'm at a, I'm a, I'm at a different stage of Tommy because I'm waiting for some uh, some investments to come in. Tommy, what have you found with um, what have you found as True Pride for you? Well, the biggest thing that I've found, and yes, you can say, oh, you can just do that to yourself. You know, you can just do that yourself, and, and this and that. But the biggest thing I've found is accountability. So. The, uh, the actual way that the software works and what Craig from True Pride has set me up with is that it shows you exactly where all your money is going with direct links to your bank account. And um, like I was saying before, um, the, the accountability of just seeing how much you spend on, on things where you just, I mean, everyone can go to the 7-Eleven and go, you know, I'll just, I'll get this and that or I'll get, you know, whatever. I'll spend a little bit more money here. But you don't really get a an understanding or a feel of how much that actually, you know, builds up until you look at it. And with uh, with the with the software, what I found is when it has it all categorized, for me, for example, it's food. I'll look at it and I'll go, shit, I'm spending this much money on food, which is way more than I thought, you know, those $5 here, $5 there would have actually built up to, but it mm. has. And again, like I'm saying, that accountability factor of just actually knowing that, okay, if I spend this, I'll probably get into the habit of spending it tomorrow, which means I'll this and that. And now I haven't been spending the little things that I realistically don't even need. I'm just going home to eat now. For me, it's food. Yeah. And uh, it's it's saved me. I think I'm up to about $70 or now, $70, $75 a week now. And I've actually been able to record that over the past four weeks, which has been fantastic. So, and you've got plenty more places where you can save, oh, save more again. Tons eh? more. So just from food, I'm, spending, I'm saving... Almost $300 a month, which so, is great. If you guys like more money in your bank account, head to www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF. Have a chat to the guys there. If you decide to join, they'll waive the joining fee of $297 on the spot for our listeners. We're also brought to you by Carve. Carve, guys, is where I get my assistance from. So I have three assistants in the Philippines Alvin, Mon, and Aaron. And they are awesome. They run absolutely everything inside of Adventure Travel. For example, I'll give you a rundown of uh, some of Mon's tasks. Mon manages every social media post across all of our platforms. He does our filler blogs on our website. So he embeds little videos that we share on our, in our newsletter and on our website for you guys. He digital messages, Instagram posters that will post on our trips saying that they want to go. We'll, we'll, he'll reach out to them and see if they, they want an info pack. He emails competitions all around the world, sets up sponsorship opportunities for us. So we're sponsoring comps, uh, 10 comps at a time all around the world, everywhere at any stage. He builds all the pages on our website. He manages our trip goers. So the, the invoicing, the, um, the surveys, the info packs, the detailed itineraries. He researches trips for us. He does the synopsis for and title for the Adventure Radio, the weekly email for the Adventure Radio. That's just some of the stuff that Mon does. We, we run it all through Trello, through Slack, through online um, shared workspaces and, and productivity tools, and it works like clockwork. 
So these guys are $6 an hour US, $8 an hour Aussie. And if you want to get more time back in your life or upscale your business, you should do it. If you want any info, email me, doc at eventualitravel.com. I'll tell you exactly how I do it, how I make it work and how good it is. Um, otherwise, head to www.carve.ph forward slash ADVF and you can get 10 free hours to try out on any project. Alrighty, back to the show. Maybe, but why? Why? Because we have we have our fight or flight um, reflex. We have that in our body now, mm-hmm. and we don't apply it to getting chased by a fucking lion, and uh, and we don't apply it to to hearing um, um, predators yep. and use it for that actual uh, the what it was probably evolved for. But what what's to stop people? I'm just saying this as a general. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. playing devil's advocate here. Yep. What's to say that people that had that evolved mechanism back in the day mm. weren't still getting anxious at social so, social gatherings, weren't um, having depression if their life wasn't going that well? I don't know. Mm. I don't know if there's studies. Mm. I don't know how you can study that. Mm. But what's- So you're asking, what's to say that the people... Because clearly the reason why we have this fight or flight response and why we get anxious and stressed and stuff is because the people that didn't have it would run into that cave, get eaten by a bear mm. and they would die off. But the people that were anxious and fearful and stayed alive kept producing and producing and reproducing and then that's where we're here now. Yes. So your question is, what's to say that those people that had the anxiety about running into the cave where the bear is that could kill us may also have had it when they're talking publicly at, like, the, at like an event why would back they, in the day. Why would they necessarily be any happier? Because just because we don't need anxiety... We don't need the fight or flight reflex as we much. We do need it. We do need it. Yeah, yeah. But but like what you're saying is we don't need it as much as them. We don't need it when there is no dangerous situation. Yeah. So, but like the fact that they had it, what's to stop them from getting upset? Like my, my question was, yeah, yeah. why would they be any happier just because what like I because didn't Because there's, there's, less, there's less stresses. I really feel like there, yeah, there's I less stresses um, back then than there is... Now and I've got no frame of reference because I wasn't alive then. I, you know all this sort of thing, but I feel like in a world where you're constantly connected and uh, it's just it's just harder to to switch off and mm. your mind's always going. You're going to be more stressed than back in a world where uh, our our bodies are naturally evolved to suit. Where the sun goes down, your melatonin goes up. You fall asleep. It's just it's a lot easier and we're more in tune to that cycle. There's going to be less stress back then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah. So I like now, because of all this technology, a lot of us are going to sleep. Um, so do you know, for example, that when you look at screen, that's emitting blue light. Mm. And sometimes it takes up to four hours for your melatonin to be released after looking at blue light. Mm. So you could fall asleep at nine o'clock, but not get good sleep until one o'clock. And yeah. then you have to wake up early in the morning. Like, of course, that impact of not recovering is just going to start to build up mentally. You know? Yeah, fair enough. But we also do have uh, we also do have medical science. So mm, you mm. look at so you look at um, okay, it's like quality over quantity. Yeah. Because if you believe, which I I don't necessarily disagree at all. Yeah. I just playing devil's advocate, and I don't I don't know anything about anything. So I'm just yep. making a conversation <laughs> here. But say we say for example we were much happier back in the day as mm. hunter gatherers okay mm. so it's got to be right back in the day because yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if it's agriculture or if it's even nah, in tribal bef- stuff there's still that. lots of stresses you know? oh yeah hundreds uh, lots and, lots, and, more, and many more wars and many more mm. conflicts you believe 
And then we take it back to what we see as like regular hunter-gatherers in little tribes that are yep. wandering around. Like that's where we think that's that we're, we're at about. our most happiest. And this is where yeah. I think you're, you're sitting, which is cool. I, I'm thinking of the, the enlightened sort of local tribes, you know, that time, that time, like the Mayan tribes and all that sort of stuff, the indigenous tribes. You know what I mean? Mayans weren't tribes. Mayans, well, Mayans was, was one of the biggest civilizations Sorry. in the world. That was a dumb thing um, to say. Not, yeah. not back at that stage. I'm talking before that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, half, so yeah. I know what you're saying. We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is nowadays, so the life expectancy, and again, this is just a ballpark figure that I, I have no real figure uh, yep. that, I, that, I, that I know of, but back in the day, it was, you know, life expectancy was... Average. 30 years old. Yep. 35 years old. Then... In the Middle Ages, you know, life expectancy was 45 years old. Yep. This is, again, fucking an itch. If, if we had a bunch of listeners, if we had oh. a million listeners, we'd get hammered for this yeah, shit. That's right. <laughs> this is total bro science, but it's also, if you looked it up, there's, there is... Probably a lot of evidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and now, now the life expectancy in the Western world, it's not as big, obviously, mm. if you're not in the, in the Western world, but life expectancy is whatever is 85, yep. you know, so... Did like, you just mention before quality uh, over quantity, though? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But how much are we... Are we are we that unhappy as a human race? Yeah. Uh, are we that unhappy that it's better to live 30 years of we don't even know how happy they were hunter gatherer life with um, where you didn't know where your food was coming from, where, mm. um, whereas now it is stable. You live to 85 years old. By and large, everyone's pretty happy. Mm. I don't know. Um, there's definitely... You know, there's a lot of fucking people that aren't happy, and there's a lot of there's a lot. Of, that's the biggest problem. There's no education on mental health, and yeah. we talk about it a lot. But I mean, surely we're not in that bad of a situation. We're fucking the world up. We are yeah. fucking the world up. I think the world will shake us off, and we'll have yep. to start again from a, a smaller group of human beings. That's mm. what I think. Mm. But surely we're not doing too bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't think we're doing too badly, but I feel like it was a lot harder back then. To, I mean, I just don't feel like depression and anxiety and stuff would have even been a thing back then. And I, we don't even know that. We don't even know that yeah, because there's, there's no records. Yeah, that's a big generalization. I know it is, but in a world where we have it to- It makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. I, I mean, just, think about what they're doing. If you're having a guess. Yeah. You're I'm probably thinking guess. people are a lot stressed and, and, yeah. and a lot less, you know, depression, anxiety. But it is a they're guess. They're hunter-gathering. They're, they're, they're going out. They're, they're exercising. So they're getting, you know, because they're, they're exercising to fight for that bear to eat, uh, eat at night mm. or whatever. Um their life was literally stay alive, have sex. That's sick. <laughs> I'd love to do that. I love life and I love sex. Yeah, they're both great things. If you could add some more than twigs and berries for yeah. food, I'd be fucking laughing. Yeah. So like, so you, you, they would all run around trying to find food for the next couple of days. So that's exercise. So you're getting those natural release of endorphins and dopamine. Mm. So they're on a high. Mm. They find food. Fuck yeah, we found some food. We bring it home. We all have a massive feast and get pissed and have sex. That's mm. good. Mm. They wake up the next morning after having a fantastic sleep, after having sex, and getting all their natural <laughs> release of melatonin. Fa- yeah, no, well, you know, yeah, I'm they with wake you. up the next morning feeling super enlightened. Nah. They they wake up, they go to the fridge, they're like, oh shit, there's still half a bear here. I'm gonna eat this for breakfast. They're feeling great, you know. Probably need to help old mate down the road with his with his house up in the tree, fix that up. Apart from that, as opposed to us waking up here going, oh shit, another shit night of sleep because I've been on YouTube watching up conspiracy theories. Now, I'm not talking about anyone in particular here. <laughs> you know, yeah. wake up, average sleep, got to go to work. I'm sitting down all day in, a, in some dead-end job. And this is the very, very end point of a stereotype. Nine to five, sitting down at a desk, hunched over. My hormones don't like it. My body doesn't like it. I don't want to be here. I get to eat. 
only when my boss tells me I can. Mm. I feel restricted. I come home. I sit in front of the TV. Again, my body doesn't like it. I don't know about you, but you and I are pretty similar. And when I've biohacked myself to things that are more and more natural, I feel healthier and happier. Like if I'm eating healthier, if I'm getting my sleep quality right, things that they would have been able to do easy back in the day, I feel happier. Mm, yeah. all, this, all this sort of stuff, all this technology is fantastic and I feel like it's advanced us greatly and we're super connected and there's tons of positives for it. But I feel like the actual nitty gritties of just feeling happier and healthier, unless you make a, a personal decision to biohack, you're just feeling shit. Well, yeah, maybe. You, you could be right. But you, you talk about um, going out and catching a bear and having it laying around in the fridge. That's cool. Humans cool. as hunter-gatherer tribes were more insectivores than they were carnivores or herbivores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, would, they, would, they would literally pick up bugs and, and eat them. Oh, mate, I still do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Ch- Chinese eat it. Cool, yeah. no worries, have fun. I, not so much. Well, but, you, um, you've got an ant nest down the back that I've been absolutely hammering. But also, but also like... Look at, look at, um, w- there's a lot of things that you said there that we don't know about, and I'm happy to go with those, yeah, yeah, yeah. just having, having rough guesses, and, yep. and, that, and that's cool. Um, but look at, look at society, culture, look at art. Mm. Like, they're, they're, I'm sure they had, there was different parts. Mm, yeah, they had art back then, though, didn't they? Like yeah. paintings and yeah. finger paintings and stuff. There, I understand well, what you're saying. Paintings. I mean, there like might have been, there might have been music, there might have been music, there might have yeah. been. There might have been plays. There might have been... But look at what this society has been able to... Like, you can go to a, a f- fucking good play and you end up in tears. Yeah, yeah. You know, you watch a, TV, a movie, you're in tears. You go watch a... It's emotional. You go, you go watch a, your, your favorite band and that's the highlight, the most ecstasy you can ever have in your life. You yeah, know? that's right. Yeah. Um, well, so this is a thing of now, is ignorance bliss? And also, fun. Yeah. Like, it's fun. They, they had fun. I'm sure they had fun. They found ways <laughs> to have fun. But what I meant to say is like... Look at what we are able to do now yeah, inside right. of the world. So, like, if you're a hunter-gatherer tribe on the, in Tasmania in Australia back in the day, um, then that's fine. You're mm. roaming around Tasmania doing what you want to do. We have no idea what this society is really doing for fun. Mm. But look at what you can do now. You can yeah. go and travel every corner of the globe. You can skydive. You can mm. um, cave explore. You can go, go skiing. You can go cliff uh, rock climbing. I mean, we don't know what these guys did for kicks but I mean fuck man we've we, we do some cool shit as a human species yeah. you know oh definitely definitely yeah but yeah like I said is is it is ignorance bliss like they didn't know that that stuff existed I mean like in 200 years time we could look back on ourselves now and go oh my god I can't believe you guys couldn't go for a trip to the moon mm. or you couldn't just this and that I mean that's so much fun mm. and yeah but we don't even know that what that's like so I feel pretty happy um, in a sense of ignorance there you know what I mean and maybe they did back then as well maybe mm. it's uh, it's very interesting uh, I find it uh, it the most interesting topic to uh, to look into these days I just mm. finished Sex at Dawn just read Guns, Germs and Steel mm. um, I've got Sapiens ready to go I've got um, the sixth the sixth um, the sixth extinction mm. um, ready to go I just bought that the other day so it's a topic that just fascinates me. The six mm. extinctions, interesting. It's about the mass extinctions in the world. There's mm. been five mass extinctions. Um, is that you know, what Graham Hancock talks about stuff or? Uh, it's not a what Graham Hancock mass book. extinctions? Mass extinctions, like mass extinctions. Like uh, pure, ex- I mean, from, from what? Uh, Humans. So, so, so mass extinctions mean large numbers of species becoming extinct in one small period of time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So there was a mass extinction 
of um, of megafauna in North America yeah. around the time the Ice Age finished, and yeah. that was apparently overhunting by nomadic tribes. That and and Graham Hancock and we both believe that it was a, yeah. an an asteroidal impact in North America, yeah. which. That's why the Ice Age ended in a in a in a blink of a second, and that's why there's no megafauna on mm. North America. So that's a mass extinction. So there's been five times in history that there's been. I haven't read this book by the way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do yeah. know about the theory behind, like why it's why it's been written, and I've heard about it and whatever. Yeah. But there's been five mass extinctions in history mm. that have killed you know a huge portion of the the living mammals on the planet. Yeah. And this is the sixth. It's so I don't know what classifies a mass extinction. Like I said, I haven't read the book, but there's obviously a there's a there's a, a level where you get to where you're like, okay, we, we're, there's a there's a lot of extinction um, a lot of extinction going on with a lot of species at the moment. Mm. Then it tips over one part of the scale and it becomes mass extinction mm. period, basically. Yep. And we are in the sixth mass extinction period, yep. and it is because of humans. Yeah, it's it's 100 because of us. So that is that is pretty eye opening and pretty fucked up. So mm. I think. Um, I think humans are the most brilliant animal in the fucking world that are capable of the greatest of great and the worst of worst. And the yeah. only problem with humans are we're very narrow-sided. Yeah, we are. You know? Like yeah. you look at we're very narrow-sided and and uh, and and we're kind of greedy and and we fuck things up, you know, mm. but I mean, we we still get a lot of fucking good stuff done. Yeah. Um I wanted to make a point before enough. I've forgotten what it was. Um, oh well. Mm. Oh yes, that's right. There's a. This is slightly off tangent, but uh, this is more into the evolutionary thing. Off tangent. Off tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is a tangent. Um, one of the biggest theories. You know. You know how you see all those aliens in the in the Hollywood movies and all that sort of stuff. And they're kind of like small with like rounder heads and like kind of super smart and skinny mm. and stuff. One of the theories, and that's actually based on a lot of anecdotal evidence supporting witnesses seeing those yeah. those sort of things and um the biggest uh, theory out there for that is that people or some some people believe or theorize that they're actually evolved humans coming back to our time so traveling back in time to set us on a right path if you have a look at it so what i was saying before technology is making it easier for us to get shit done so there's a lot less um hard labor so you know, we're going to have technology getting all of our stuff done. We're not going to be we're not going to be using our muscles as much, so we're going to get smaller and skinnier. Uh, I believe Asian populations are repopulating the Earth at a greater rate than any other population. So, the natural why do we look, have big eyes then? Well, that's hey. Why do we have big eyes then? Big eyes. Uh, I don't know about the big eyes, but I know about like the. <laughs> aren't Asians supposed to be? I'm not trying to be racist or anything yeah, yeah, here, yeah. but uh, aren't they supposed to be? Um, they have more narrow eyes. Uh, isn't it? Um, um, what's that song? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, you know, like, oh, what's that song? Yeah, I know that's what you're talking about. Anyway, I know what you mean, though. I know what you <laughs> They're mean. They're supposed to have slanted eyes, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, um, yeah, just by looking at them, you can tell that our eyes are different to their eyes. And like, you know, that's that's kind of what the theory is based on, that they're, they're repopulating faster. So we've kind of evolved into looking like that. We're going to be a little bit smaller, a little bit skinnier. Um, it's an interesting theory, isn't it? So, I'm so to, to all our most- Asian listeners out yeah. there, you are little skinny, uh, funny-looking alien-like yeah. people who are <laughs> haven't said too much yet. Uh, you're going to come back and save us. Yeah, but- I was really trying to say that as uh, democratically as possible. There, <laughs> um, it's an interesting theory, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a bad theory. I've yeah. been reading um, Supernatural by Graham Hancock, which I'm mm. about halfway through now. And uh, 
Yeah, just over there, Ben. Yep. Um, it's the first book I've ever taken notes on, which has been pretty interesting. Well, what about school? I uh, I read one book through, through <laughs> What school did you read? What school did I read? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what um, book did you read at school? I forget which one it was. What school did you read a book? I've, uh, I forgot which I forgot which um, which book it was, but I read one book. I read one book in um in my twelve years of uh, school. I got a <laughs> I got a, a Padua College um um high school pass or whatever oh. year twelve year twelve pass, and yeah. I read one book. Jeez, I know I'm a really good cheater and I'm yeah. a really good bullshitter. Did well, but um, but been reading Supernatural, so that's about mankind's um rise to consciousness mm-hmm. and um things of that nature. The first part is basically about um. Like why, where, how, and why people were drawing what they were drawing on caves fifty thousand years ago. Yep. Um, what must have been going through their heads, um, and there's a real link to um, to feelings that people get when they um, have psilocybin mushrooms, yep. ayahuasca, and these are all things that Dead all the tea. ancient, uh, all the most ancient cultures in the world now, Amazonians, um, Mesoamericans, like yep. that, they all experimented. We all know, we know that 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 they, some of the longest cultures, had always been exper- uh, experimenting with mm. hallucinogenic drugs. Mm. The second part, which is not really... It's been an interesting read, but I wanted to get through it because the next part gets into the actual DMT in your brain, mm. why it's released, how it got there. You know, I'm really looking forward to getting to that part. That'd be good. But the, the second part of the book really is about... It, has, um, it shows the cultural simula- similarities to... So, in the last... Since the 1950s, people have been getting abducted by aliens yep. this is what they say so that's all well and good we had this lovely fascination with outer space since we talked about going to the moon yep you know space um, sources space yep. travel all these things it wasn't really possible for people to think about going and having um, getting abducted by aliens well it was back in the day but it wasn't as prevalent because it wasn't in society's mind you know that's so, right yeah so there's there's UFOs in the current day and age, and then in European, uh, in in Ireland and uh, and Scotland back in the day, hundreds of years ago, there used to be a fairy culture. So they'll talk about people getting abducted by fairies. Yeah. So and then um, shamanic rituals and, and like um, ancient tribes would talk about um, about getting taken by a spirit, and then they would get taught all these lessons and all the everything. There's a, like a huge amount of correlations that are, that are the same between. Um, Spirits mm. with ancient civilizations, fairies in um, northern Europe yep. back in the day, UFOs. You, they get there's a ton of different um, different correlations, as in like um, they always get um, get taken away, and then they, they learn something, and then there's there's some sort of being doing this, and, some, and then there's also like um, there's huge correlations to like when when they talk about getting impregnated, so they have yeah. hybrid babies t- trying to repopulate these. Um, these their species with hybrid babies this is what they're trying to do and these these theories come through um, in the in the spirits in the fairies and in the UFO, UFOs as well and they're nearly like mm. the, the eyewitness reports and the stories are nearly the exact same all the way through I couldn't really buy right into this yep. but so what's Gra- it saying though what's Graham it? Hancock says says the that there might be actual physical beings of another dimension that do this Okay, that that are able to come over and and uh, and speak with people and and interact with people and maybe yeah. abduct people. You know, he's just saying as as a totally being totally speculative. Um, let's just open our mind to the ideas. Yeah. 
But he also alludes to the fact that there's a lot of people in the world that have the ability to release DMT. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, by a lot of people, I mean like 0.05% of the yep. population can release DMT on, um, not not when they want, but um, they can release DMT and have really vivid dreams. Basically like have an ayahuasca trip yep. because their physiology allows them to. Yep. So, and then, so you put the ayahuasca the actual practice of ayahuasca and psilocybin and all these things back um, back in the day into effect and then you look at the people that may be able to do this without having to take ayahuasca and all yep. these psychedelic drugs, they can just release DMT. Yeah. There's reason to believe that these are the people that are seeing these, mm. these, um, these other beings. So the other beings aren't actually real but they maybe are real in the, in the way of being... Um, a doorway to that other dimension that people yeah. talk about with ayahuasca. So, so, okay. so the fairies, the fairies, UFOs, and so all spirits, that stuff is just the other dimension. The other dimension, but you're able to you're able to see it. Yes, and you kind of you kind of put the beings into perspective in your own way. Yeah, but it's the same story getting told through the same part of your body, the the DMT, the pituitary gland, pineal. Yeah, pineal gland. Pineal gland, not pineal pituitary gland. gland. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, but so, so. Okay, that's really interesting. So, like, um, I don't know if that sounded like a fucking waffle no, no, on of no. shit, but well, that, that's I, the that's the supernatural. Uh, makes that's sense the, to me. Mm. So, like, all of those stories about. Okay, so what about um, clairvoyance and people that say they've seen God and all that sort of stuff? He's saying that all of those tree branches stem from the one tree, which is actually just an ability to tap into that pineal gland and and see uh, that other dimension that uh, we've heard about. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure. I've never thought anything about it. It's not mentioned in the book. Um, it's a, it's a very long, it's a, it's a very long, um, it's a very long. What's the saying? I'm fucking feel dumb today. A <laughs> it's very, a very long, long bow to, philosophical, bow to draw. very long bow to draw. Is that the saying? Very long bow to draw. Oh yeah, that's what you mean. It's a very long. It's a, it's very speculative. It's very speculative. Mm. So I'm not a hundred percent behind it, but um, it's an interesting way of, of looking at, um, looking at these different circumstances that people fall under and that when they go and see these spirits they do yeah, this and, they do yeah. that. and you know it might come from our own release of DMT in our mind and then that links in with everything that all the oldest ancient civilizations of the world all the oldest ancient civilizations of the world say that there's another realm yeah. there's another there's That's higher right. beings there but and, every every civilization today says there's another realm uh, people say heaven and hell people say people people put a religious connotation towards it but that's another realm yeah so yeah. Yeah, I think religion is different to spirituality. Um, oh, whereas, it's, yeah, it definitely is. Whereas, definitely. Uh, I think I think religion they believe in. There's this thing out there, like in the in the I clouds, some of them God do. looking looking down at us. Um, I've been learning a lot about Judaism actually recently, and uh, it's a bit different to that. It's really interesting, really yeah. interesting. I think Christianity is one way of it. Hinduism, um, Buddhism is really different. Judaism is definitely different again, mm. but. Uh, what I've been learning is that there are religions out there that have closer links to spirituality than Christianity does, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, mm. I mean, I mean, like, um, spirituality back in the day, the oldest cultures, they actually practice spirituality. You yeah. know, they, they went and um, they would... Um, they would do tribal dances where they would exhaust yeah. themselves to the fact to the point where they would pass out and they would have yeah. these dreams where they would go into another another realm. That's what they would call it. Same the thing that they would do with ayahuasca. Same thing they would do. They would do it uh, through pain. Some tribes do it through pain through um, uh, sacrifice and stuff. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm not. I can't. I can't do it enough justice. But um, it's interesting. Um, it's all. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. The whole evolutionary biology and 
Yeah. I mean, we don't know what's right and wrong, what we're doing right now with the, with the planet, but uh, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's fair to say we're fucking it up. Yeah, but it's fair to say I think it's a better time to be a human than at any other time in history. Mm. I think, and I think that. So there's a there's a website called futuretimeline.netor.com. Just quickly, yeah. What what what? When does Graham Hancock say that we be, we came into consciousness? We we think, therefore, we are. Ah, uh, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't yeah. say that. Well, he might. He might get to it. I'm only halfway From memory, the book. he said it was when chimps started to eat, uh, or monkeys came off the trees and started to eat the shrooms, the mushrooms that were growing out of the cow shit. And then that, then that's when they start. So he believes that consciousness came as a result of having these trips, these hallucinogenic trips. Yeah, so but why? Yeah, tying, I, I, tying that back into what I was, um, what we were saying before, if if the hunter gatherers knew they were humans and knew what it was like. Um, Maybe they were having fun. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the stoned ape theory is all well and good, but I mean, how come no other species on the planet that eats the same mushrooms has developed a, developed a consciousness to the same extent well, that we have? We don't know that though. Just because you have a consciousness doesn't mean you necessarily have to be intelligent. We no, know. Well, the, well to, to, to be conscious is to notice yourself. Yes. So if you look, if you, if you, if you, um, I think it, it's defined. If you look in a mirror yep. and you see yourself in that mirror, you go, that's me. Then yep. that's, I believe, or maybe it's just thinking, but there's, but basically there's different levels. You're right. hundred percent. And yeah. it's not intelligence. There is, there's lots of other things with consciousness, but why do we ri- rise to your question with the stoned ape thing then is not, not even consciousness. Cause yep. yeah, it's more intelligent. Yeah. Consciousness. Or but intelligence, where, but where, um, yeah, the, the reason we've risen may not be key, may not be because we're the only, excuse me, species that is um, conscious. We, it could be all... Remember that thing you were telling me about trees, how they can literally tell their mm. mates when they're being under attack and they yeah, can they change the... Yeah, they pheromones when yeah, people are eating their, that eating is, their um, leaves and they change, a, change the taste of their leaves. That is... Yeah, that is amazing. That is, not, that is not communication as we do it, but that is communication. Yeah, well, that's right. You know? That's why, that's why I, I think it's so much folly to like... Things, statements like Brian Cox's statement and statements like Seth Shostak's statement, everything, um, those guys are much smarter than me, so I, I don't mean to try and pick well, on it at all. Well, they're more researched in their specific field. Yeah, yeah, but, but they, they look at everything as... From a, a human perspective. Yeah, from, a, Correct. from, a, from Correct. a human perspective, whereas like dolphins, for example, and whales have, yep. whales have a very, very... Um, a very complex language, yep. and we don't know anything about it. Yeah, exactly. And they have they have uh, they have societal structures. They yeah. have families. They stay with their families for their whole lives. They 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 fucking cry when they have their children taken from them. Yeah, you know they literally the the audible sounds they make are we can't even weeping. Hear them. Yeah, well, that's no, right. But they make you can't you can't hear the the tones of what they, that that changes, and it's a, yeah. they fucking cry. Yeah, you know, and we don't we can't understand that. We can't mm. we can look at hieroglyphs and we can figure out what the ancient Egyptians are saying. We can look at languages and we can figure out what's going on there. Yep. We can't understand understand what whales are saying. No, but they can't. have a fucking system. Yeah, that's right. You know, so this is why I think we just don't we don't know it. We don't know shit about it. Shit. Yeah, and I think it's ignorant. Oh, I think it's naive to assume that we do. Mm. And but um, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson says that really interesting thing of how you know we're giving off radio wave signals and all this sort of stuff. And it's how how hasn't any other civilization not heard us yet? We've been doing it for ages, but it's like. Their, communi- their form of communi- communication may be unable for them to recognize radio waves. It they might just make be, some higher... It, it might be... There might be 
telepathy. Yeah, that's way, right. Telepathy. We ways. just don't know. Yeah. And that's the same thing. You can look at that from an interplanetary perspective, and you can look at it from on this world as well, and go, well, dogs. I mean, dogs fucking sniff each other's butts. Maybe that's some form of communication we don't know about. I mean, I'm definitely giving it a go. <laughs> but like, you know, you said, you mentioned dolphins before being so they're, what we do know is that they're insanely more emotional creatures than we are and how they, they, they cry and they also have, they have sexual pleasure and their cerebral cortex is, I think, just as big or bigger than ours or, or maybe just a fraction smaller. Like that's, that's, I, I believe that um, a lot of species out there with pineal glands and with the, the idea to, you know, hallucinate and have dreams and all that stuff are conscious and they know that they exist, mm. but they're just, they exist differently to the way we exist. And because we're more dominant, that's the reason why we've developed further. And therefore, we have this naive perspective that, oh, okay, all these things are dumb and we're smart and we're the only things around, you know? Mm. But everything's conscious. I mean, those trees, like, who knew that trees knew when they were being eaten and could tell their mates down the, down the end of the street? No shit. You know, that to give off other pheromones and other signals so they won't get eaten. It's this, It's like there's so much going on in the world right now as yep. we speak currently at this very moment that we don't know about. Mm. 100%. And it's like um, we keep referencing fucking him, uh, every man and his dog, but Russell Brand, and I've said this again on the show before, that when Russell Brand was talking to, uh, on Rogan, Joe Rogan's, Rogan's podcast, yeah, yeah. he talked about Great his episode. cat. Yeah, he talked about his cat. Um, his cat knowing about the internet, like yeah. you, you know, would would my cat know what the internet is? And nah, your cat would have a fucking clue what the internet yeah. is. But the internet's up and running. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is like these other dimensions, and and people talk about when they have um, psychedelic drugs and they they're taken to another dimension. There's mm. an, all these different dimensions in life. Um, then that's just stuff that 100% I believe is probably out there that we just can't access because we're living in this fucking. We're, we're, just, we're, just, we're just not. We're just not able to. No, we're just not you able know? to at all. We're not. We're not able to. Yeah, exactly right. I know. It's interesting. Yeah. Good little session there. Interesting. Very that was a good little sesh. Yeah. Should we pull the pin there, or we should pull the pin? Yeah. yeah. It was a good session. We'll Alrighty. come back to that. We could talk about that for ages. Yeah. No, it's always good. That's why I like reading so much because yeah. I, I read some book and then you read some book and we come back and we fucking wax lyrical about it and yeah. make it sound ridiculous and everybody. Thinks we're idiots, and yep. then uh, they go read the book and find out that everything we said was totally wrong, and <laughs> yeah. uh, but they still get to learn, and, and they don't listen to the show. Very <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. All righty, sweet. All righty, guys. We'll we'll uh, speak to you next week. Later on. All righty, guys. That was the show. Just uh, quickly at the start of the show, I said the word poignant, and I had no idea what that meant. Poignant actually means evoking a keen sense of sadness or despair. So. When I uh, when I watch a poignant movie, it means that I'm uh, I'm touched. I'm touched in an emotional and in a physical way, depending on who I'm going to see the movie with. Uh, yeah, so guys, if you like that show today, Bill and I love talking about that sort of stuff. So uh, please give us a like um, on iTunes, a rating and review, and uh, please actually do give us a rating because we want to know um, who's out there, who's listening. And uh, what sort of shows you're into? Because we, as, as I said, we can talk about that sort of stuff till, uh, till the cows come home. Write to us on uh, social media too. We get lots of comments yeah, and lots yeah, of emails yeah. and lots of, um, lots of people commenting on the website telling us what they liked, what they didn't like. We don't get much didn't like. So tell us that if you do find something that you don't like. Tell us what you hate. Tell us. Tell us. Um, give us Just give us feedback, guys, and we'll keep trying to build this show for you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We will. Hey, uh, we're sponsored by True Pride, aren't we? Tell us a bit about them. 
Uh, True Pride, guys, make sure uh, make sure if you want to get some more money in your life, Yo. head to www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF. Have a chat with the guys there. If you want to join, they'll waive the fee of $297. It's a great product. Make sure you go check it out. Also, Carve is another sponsor of ours, guys. If you want to upscale your business or get more time back in your life, head to www.carve.ph forward slash ADVF to get 10 hours for free. Oh. And also, <laughs> Adventure Fit Travel. Make sure, guys, head to adventurefittravel.com. Check out what we've got going on We uh, and use the code radio for 10% off. Uh, That's all good. See you next week.